Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Meshuggana. Your bonus, uncensored 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. On the seventh pitch, Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes, Harper, the swing of his life! And with that, Andy, Bryce Harper has ascended into the Philadelphia sports firmament as pure legend. How about that? As Mel Allen would say, how about that? Well, it's been seven years since he asked the question when his then Nationals acquired Max Scherzer, where's my ring? Well, maybe he now he's <laughs> going to get one. I think he said, if I'm not mistaken, dude, where's my ring? Oh, yes. He gave me. it the dude, like, dude, where's my car? Right. Wow. What, what a moment. As I texted... My good friend and industry colleague, uh, Harry Mays, up there in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Let me get the actual text here. You ready? Yep. I said, quote, you have a city of outright sports savages and do not deserve any of this. <laughs> that said, I'm appreciating the sports spectacle from down the road off I-95. Enjoy, my friend. And I meant that sincerely. I mean, I, I couldn't help Hello? but appreciate the spectacle of it. I mean, what an Hello? electric moment. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. My phone is not working great today. Andy, you still with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I'm appreciating the sporting spectacle of it because it was an absolutely electric moment. You know, Philadelphia is a city where they appreciate winners much more so than most cities, but they also kind of revel in losing more so than any other city. You know, it's bizarre. I, funny how that is. So how do you feel about Harper since he was a Nat, but he never he was not on the World Series team that yeah, rallied no, he, from being 19 and 31 to winning yeah. it all? And these Phillies were straight ass in April and May themselves, and their number was like 20 and 31 or something. Well, I mean, that's baseball, and and I, I'm far be it from me to criticize because the team <laughs> I rooted for was 19-31 and 31 at one point and had to win a wild card game uh, beating the unbeatable Josh Hader. So, uh, you know, I, I won't criticize it, but 
the baseball that I grew up with, where you grinded it out and you won a division, or even I remember going back when you won just the whole league, uh, there were no divisions, that's gone. It's how you're playing at the end of the season and how these series line up, because that's that's really where it's won. Are the Phillies the best team in the National League? Well, they are because they're in the World Series, but right. were they throughout the season? No, obviously. Right. Uh, the Phillies this year were 21-29 and 29 through 50 games, so only a click better than the Nats in 2019 where they were 19-31. and 31. The 05 right. Houston Astros that did not win the World Series were 18-32, and 32. and the 1914 BSN were 20-30. and 30. I'm now trying to figure out who the fuck was the BSN in 1914. <laughs> I Boston? have no idea. <laughs> Could be. Uh, you know, I wasn't uh, I wasn't watching many games back then, so I couldn't tell you. But, you know, Harper has been on the radar since he was 16 years old. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He's, in many ways, supposed to be LeBron James, and he doesn't have a ring yet. You know, and it's I know it's a different sport, but, you know, now is the time, I guess. Uh, the 1914 Boston Braves, I guess, were abbreviated BSN? Because that suppose. was a 1914 World Series. Yes, was the Boston Braves against the Philadelphia Phillies. Or no, mm. the Philadelphia Athletics at the time. The right. Philadelphia Athletics at the time. So that said, is there anything that can be done, should be done, you'd like to see done about baseball being so erratic when regards to the regular season versus the postseason? Well, sure, but that ship has sailed. It's all about television okay. now. And like today, though, I mean, these are, you know, the Yankees have had a rain delay. I don't know whether they're going to play or not, but uh, the game between the, the, the one by the Phillies, how many people had it on their radar outside of Philadelphia? Oh, well, you know, because what do you mean? It's an NFL Sunday. I was watching. Of course, I have I many TVs. And had I squeezed you into the long drive out to the countryside, you would <laughs> yeah, have watched well. it as well. But by the way, update, I told Andy prior to the game, I think Saturday <laughs> night it was. Didn't I text you on Saturday night? Well, well, let's let's if you want to review the whole thing, let's, okay, let's, let's go through it. Let's go through it here. Okay, okay let's go through the whole thing. So. So, when the schedule, so when text. the oh, no, 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 let's start with uh, the book of David. Okay. <laughs> so when the schedule comes out, I see that the Packers are going to play at FedEx Field against the now Commanders, and I'm like, oh yeah, this would be great. I'm a Packer fan now, and I'll make a big deal of it. We'll have a tailgate. We'll do a live show out there. <laughs> People can talk shit to me. You turncoat, you traitor. Then the season comes, and your enthusiasm for getting it together and your organizational skills, you're like, I don't even have a grill. Where am I going to get the food? Does anyone want to come see me? Is this really worth my time? I then say, well, if somebody has free tickets, I guess I'll take free tickets. And so I get an offer of free tickets. I'm like, okay, we're good. We got parking with the tickets, so there's really no excuse now there's sweet tickets i've got four of them and i go okay great it'll be me andy one account roads maybe the felt father we'll get four guys to go and then uh and then it's just me and you and i'm thinking okay it's just me and andy i could maybe get two other people that i don't really know but is it going to be any fun and so i say to andy okay just come to my house i'm going to turn the tickets back in and then the night before the game i say you know what don't even come to the house We'll text each other during the game. And then the game happens. And guess what I just realized, Andy? No we- text. 
instead of fucking texting each other because I know I'd be talking to you right now. So we can right. hash over the game right now, right here. There, how's yes. that for, yes. uh, you know, Jebediah begat, you know, uh, David who begat <laughs> Ezekiel. Right. Since this is not my first rodeo with you, oh, uh, there I were know. no surprises <laughs> along the way as the whole event began to devolve right. and finally dissolve. Okay, but did I make your did I make your day more convenient? Well, it, it was convenient, and uh, I probably wouldn't have done on Saturday what I really enjoyed doing. I went with some friends and went to the Maryland game, I which was a beautiful day. Saw that. Yeah. I and, saw uh, your tweet. Who were the Altacockers that you were with? Well, one of them is, is my friend since I was 10 years old, John Oshinsky, and his older brother. Johnny Oshinsky both- was in that photo? <laughs> I don't even know who John Oshinsky is, but I'm going to pretend like I do. Okay, so there's one. That's cool. And, and his brother, and his brother invited a friend, and he got tickets on StubHub. And they're both, you know, Maryland graduates going way back. So they knew where to park, even though we didn't have parking through StubHub. We had these unbelievable seats on the 40-yard line. And as I say, it was a gorgeous day. It was homecoming. And uh, Maryland came from behind and won. It was, it was just a beautiful, beautiful day. That's great. Now, if I recall, Andy, the last time you set foot inside Maryland Stadium, which was used to be Bird Stadium, right? Mm-hmm. B-Y-R-D? Right. Is it still named that or no? No, no. He was uh, found to have kept blacks out of the school. So now it's like something else. It's uh, SoFi Stadium or something. I don't know. But it was Bird Stadium as recently as the last time you went. Eight no, years no, ago. I, ten years I, ago. I, well, I, it seems like I went to a game last year. I'm, I'm trying to remember which game I went to. But um, but it, it, it had been a while since I was a regular goer. Like when the station had tickets. I used to go and I used to take the kids and, you know, make a day of it. But uh, I've done that Stadium, S-E-C-U, for State Employees Credit Union. Well, ain't that exciting. Mm, Uh, The stadium had been called Capital One Field at Maryland Stadium since 2009. But that's gone, too. There's another sponsor for the field now, I think. All right, why can't I find uh, – oh, here it is. Uh, Bird was at the center of an effort by a group of student organizations to change the name, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's Harry S. Bird? Uh, not Harry Bird. I think it was Curly Bird, who had been the coach at one time. And uh, uh, okay. and then and then when he was the president of the school, Bear Bryant came in, and he was potskin around too much with the bear, and the bear says, I'm sick of this, and he left. And he Pots went on to do around. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he went on to do some, some, as I understand, some really good things at Alabama. <laughs> yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry Clifton Bird, aka yeah. Curly, former yeah. Terps coach, athletic director, and university president. Yeah. Um, I guess they didn't know that he had supported segregation back in the day, and they let the stadium sit there, named Bird Stadium for fifty fucking years or something like that. Exactly. The Queen was there at one point. It was uh, right. it was really a, right. Exactly. Yeah. So the, I I recall the last time you said you went to a Maryland game that you were chided for standing up too much. No 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 Oh no, no, no you no, chided no. somebody else. No 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 I had a guy who was standing on the seat in front of me. Oh and, and you I told asked him, him and I asked him to sit down, and he wouldn't do it. And I tried to get somebody from stadium security to help me, and he was of no help. But that's, that's going quite a ways back. I think I've been to a few games since then. Okay. But now he was standing on top of the bench seating? Yeah. Right. Had he been standing 
on the concrete in front of his seat, would you have been okay with that? Not really, but I think he would have been within his rights. I think standing on okay. the seats is taking it too far. I I would I would agree with you on that. Although this is a big thing at every football stadium in America, doesn't matter where you are. It's a big thing at Lambeau Field, where mm-hmm. a lot of people want to be like, all right, look, you know, you can stand up for big plays, but just you know, sit down when you know other otherwise stuff is going on. I have no yeah. problem with what I like to call the uh, church concept of stand sit. Mm-hmm. Like in church, you stand when everyone else stands, and right. then when it's time to sit, you sit, and you don't make a big yeah. fucking deal of it. And if somebody stands in front of me, I'm going to stand, and if the people behind me are pissed off, I'm going to just go, hey, the people in front of me are standing. What do you want me to do? Right. Yeah, no, my, my, I, and then there are circumstances where you have to stand. Like sure. my daughter got me a student ticket when she was at Wisconsin, and you have to stand for the whole game. And my back was killing me, and I sat down in the third quarter, and the kid said, no, 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 you're, you're here. Stand up. <laughs> well, anyway, Maryland won, and that gets them at six wins before yeah. there's even jack-o'-lanterns on the stoop, which is one of the earlier – Bowl eligibility records they've had since going back to the fridge. Are you excited? Oh yeah, I I, I like this team. Now look, they still have to play Ohio State. They're not going to beat Ohio State, but they might have a shot at at least being competitive with Wisconsin, which is having a down year. Yeah. So um, yeah, you, it's been you, a fun season. You beat a one and six Northwestern team by a touchdown, thirty one twenty four. But hey, it was a beautiful day. Really, God, it was so nice. I mean, mm-hmm. the last two days, Friday and Saturday in the DMV. Days of the year. I call them California days because it feels like California does pretty much all the time. Southern California, that is, at least. And I got to play golf on Friday, which was great. And then Saturday, I helped my dad, actually my mom, really, clean out my dad's garage or clean out their garage. Oh, that's a chore. Andy, listen. (laughs) Mom, you're listening right now, so don't, don't share this with dad. But dad doesn't listen to the podcast. Mom does. We found so much shit in the garage. We're like, why does dad have this? He had more unopened stuff from hardware stores, more packets of Gorilla Glue, more plumbing supplies, gaskets for toilets and flushers and plungers and everything else. He had like a mosquito fogger he ordered off the internet. And I'm like, the internet was the worst thing to happen by dad because he could then order shit he wouldn't otherwise order that you can't find anywhere. A fogger, Andy, for mosquitoes. He had an AC recharging kit for your car. Well, with all with all due respect, uh, the apple didn't fall far from the tree on the person. The only thing is, you returned them. He doesn't return them, apparently. I know. But, but he, uh, you obviously learned from him. He also had five, count them five, exactly the same adjustable leaf rakes made of metal. It's a rake in which you can unlatch it and then slide it wide or narrow depending on how you want to rake, like if you're raking between bushes. It's an adjustable rake, in other words. It's actually not a bad implement. I took one of them because I could use it for my house, but he had five of them, Andy. Well, he forgot that he bought them, or perhaps he was looking to start a yard raking business and planned to hire five employees, each of them needing a rake. He had four sets of pruners. Pruning shears. Maybe maybe he was looking to to start a a landscaping business. 
Anyway, so we, we were out in the garage. It was a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. And I, was, uh, it, I, I would have rather been golfing on Saturday, but it was, it was my mom's only birthday wish is to help clear out the basement and clear out son. the garage just a bit. And I said, okay, mom, not a problem. We'll get it done. And then, and then get this, went to uh, P.F. Chang's, your, fa- your least favorite overrated. Not, 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 let's, get, let's get this straight, too. The food is good. The problem is they charge you yeah, they charge you yeah. significantly more for if I did a blind taste test with uh <laughs> you know Yenchu Palace or whatever is nearby, you know, five minutes from my house. Okay. I, I would not be able to tell the difference. Yeah. That's okay. So um so I, I go to pick up the food that was ordered, right? Yeah. And there's a bunch of food sitting on the racks, right? Because there's a lot of delivery and whatnot. And I tell the young gal who's working there our name. She turns around, looks up and down at the five or six different orders of food, and then turns and says, I'm sorry, it's not ready yet. It should be up soon. She then walks away. I walk behind the counter and I look at the tickets, and sure enough, there was our food. Ooh. Exactly. Like, ma'am, you have one job. That if you aren't clear as to what name I gave you, really take a good hard look. Ask again and did start listing it? names. Did you spell it? I did. But the okay, way they had it on the ticket. Say, if you say Zabin, you might be looking for a Z instead of a C. Well, I said Zabin. And but she you, she didn't say. Uh, she didn't. Did you say CZ? Because cause if somebody says Zabin, I start looking for Zs unless I know that you start your name with a C. Okay, the problem was their tickets are printed out first name, then last. So it was Kathy C-Z-A, and then it cut off, which is a stupid... Kathy with a K or Kathy with a C? Well, okay, but she didn't didn't say, oh, well, we organize these via first names, so what's the first name? She could have asked that. That would have been, I don't know, basic stuff. But it got Mm -hmm. even better because after I found the food, I then get it all together and I go over to the uh, to the hostess stand where she was yucking it up with her coworkers, inattentive of the customer, having just fucked up the one job she had, okay? And I say to her, I go, oh, and uh, this is our food here, so I'm going to go ahead and take it. And she tries to save the transaction by saying, oh, okay, great, I'm sorry. Uh, do, you need any, do you need any extra sauces? And I said, sure, what do you got? She then looks at me and says, Oh, I don't know. I just started working here yesterday. Ooh, well, there, are, there is a labor shortage. This is our desperate okay. hire employees. Who asks, do you need any extra sauces? And then when confronted with, yes, what do you got, is suddenly at a loss for words. Like, well, maybe I she, couldn't maybe, even process that. Maybe she thought you were a veteran changer and had known the sauce rundown. I'm like, yeah, give me everything you got. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. I, it was unbelievable, the sort of the, the shitty service, but I'm sure it's just par for the course. Okay. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match 
with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make March Madness a moneymaker with MyBookie. Getting started is easy. Visit MyBookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 MyBookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Enough of that. Let's get to the Commanders and the Packers, Andy. Um, what? The, commanders, the Commanders deserved to win that game. They were oh. smarter. They were tougher. They had a better game plan, and they had more guys make big plays for them, including McLaurin, who is an absolute stud. And it hurts me when I see him play because I love him and I hate the team. But they were they were deserving of the win, even though the Packers played like ass and they got a couple of bad breaks and were now on DEFCON 1 because they've lost three in a row. Well, they, they did not get a first down, which is incredible against a team that had been better in the last few weeks, but they've been historically bad for who's, like a who's decade. Who's they? The commanders. The commanders. Didn't get a first third down. Didn't get Packers a f- did not did, did not Aaron Rodgers did not convert a third down. Right. He was 0 for that. 6 on third down, although here's a little quirk I didn't know. On their last drive that got it close, they had three first downs on penalty. Three. Right. Yeah, and apparently those are not counted as third down conversions. Hmm. Okay. Because I looked it up in the box score because I, I heard him on TV say Packers mm-hmm. have yet to convert a third down. I looked it up. Someone else tweeted. I go, I thought they counted that as a converted via penalty. Because if a dude tackles a guy who's wide open to draw a PI, you should yeah. get credit for that as converting it, right? I think so. But, uh, you know, but again, you watched him all day. And it did not look like Aaron Rodgers. It looked like somebody from the Commanders had worn a Packer uniform. Right. Um, and and to see, yeah, I mean Taylor Heineke, he's a he's a plucky little guy, mm-hmm. and and he makes some plays. But Green Bay should have won that game. I mean, that, and and they they got a couple of bad breaks too on that f- well, fumble that was returned. Okay. That, should, that that was that, a ticky tack call. That was a ticky tack call. But that said, you say they should have won that game. This is the problem. They think. Well, we should win this game. They've mm-hmm. thought that. This Packer team has thought that for the last three weeks. This right. was the soft part of their schedule. Giants in London, where the crowd was going to be 70% Packers. Jets at home, they stink. 
And then the Commanders. And, oh, we get another gift. They've lost – well, they didn't lose to Bailey Zappi. They almost lost to Bailey Zappi. But they have lost to Zach Wilson, Danny Dimes, uh, and now Taylor Heineke. And that's not good for a defense, Andy, that thought this summer they were going to be elite, like top five minimum in the league. Yeah. Well, you think – I think – Roger's thumb was bothering him more than he's letting on because they didn't throw many deep passes, and when he did, he wasn't accurate yeah. at all. Well, they don't have the uh, line so. to blo- they don't have the line to block for him because Bakhtiari yeah. was out, and they had to shuffle a bunch of guys around. And they don't have receivers that are very good. Lazard's their one half decent guy. He left with an injury uh, midway through the game, and they got nobody. Like the loss of Devontae Adams is really crippling this team. It was such a bigger part of all their success the last two years. Nobody wants to admit it. Well, let me ask you this. When you give a quarterback $50 million a year, there's got to be some sacrifices yeah. along the way. And and that's why, you know, Russell Wilson won his one Super Bowl on a rookie deal. And I think that, you know, there aren't many cases. And even you can look at Brady, but Brady always takes under market value. Yeah, And, you know, if, if you're going to take what you're worth as a quarterback, you may hurt the team. Well, they had extra draft picks. They had an extra first and a, and a very high second. They had actually two high seconds and two, two late firsts because of the Devontae trade. And instead of either bundling them up to move up to get one kick-ass wide receiver who could really make an impact right away, they took defensive players with their first two picks. They took this guy, Quay Walker, a linebacker. And by the way, nobody gives a shit about linebacker anymore, do they? Right? It's not a Um, linebacker league anymore. They take Quay Walker out of Georgia at 22, and then they take Devontae Wyatt, a defensive lineman, at 28 or something like that. Then they take Christian Watson in the early second. He's been hurt most of the year with knee and hamstring issues. And then Dobbs, the other wide receiver they took, has been pretty good as I think a third rounder. I got to check that. But they didn't put urgency on shit. We just lost Devontae. We got to get a replacement. That's arrogance, Andy. That's arrogance. And it also goes back to, well, we have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He'll make make it all good. He'll make it all good. And it's not good right now for a variety of reasons. The play calling sucks as well. Uh, Matt LaFleur is allergic to running the ball. Uh, when they've got two good backs, Aaron Jones, they should be just feeding it to him the whole time. Who knows if Rodgers is checking out of stuff. But they are in a world of hurt, given that <laughs> they're now 3-4. and four. They go to Buffalo. <laughs> they go to Buffalo off a bye. Buffalo, by all rights, should tear them apart like a grizzly bear. Now they're 3-5. and five. And then to, to just go 11-6, and six, which maybe is what it would take to be a wild card, because it doesn't look like they're going to win the division now. They got to go eight and one to finish. Eight and one to get to eleven and six. Eleven and six is two full seasons of losses for this team the last two years. It's going to be a rough ride from here on out. And doesn't it kind of look like Rodgers is semi interested, not fully invested? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's that. Yeah. Then the the body language police and the highlight police seeing him say, "What the fuck are you doing?" When mm-hmm. some of the receivers that he has drop passes, many of the passes were shitty passes. So yeah, it's it's gonna be quite a week. And then he wore a bathrobe to the post game presser, which I don't know if I care about, but I think it's a shitty look when you just got your ass handed to you again. You know, that's uh, that's Vinny the Chin Gigante from the Mob, right? Walking around the neighborhood in a bathrobe. 
<laughs> I guess so. But anyway, I'm sorry we didn't go. And by I'm sorry, I mean thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, because... I would have liked to have been there for, for the booing of Tanya Snyder and oh. the of sell the team. That might have been fun. All right, let's talk about that because they, of course, had the little to do outside the stadium on a stage celebrating the 90th anniversary of the team. And Tanya got up and spoke because her husband's too much of a coward to show his face in public. And she said, hail to the Redskins at the end of it. Was that a gaffe or was that on purpose? I I think she was probably thinking we're honoring all these players from the past and they were Redskins, not commanders. But again, that's something you need to be coached on, you know, because you've, you've gone through this thing to change the name. Now they never said we're changing the name because we feel it's racist. They said they were retiring the name. And, and and anybody who thinks they did it because they suddenly got woke is kidding themselves. The reason it happened was Danny tried to screw his partners out of money and blamed it on the pandemic. And they go, well, watch this. And Fred Smith, who is the chairman of Home Depot, said, well, if you don't change the name, we're going to drop our sponsorship and we're going to get Coke, uh, Pepsi uh, to do the same thing and, uh, and Nike as well. And boom. Uh, the name changed. That's why it changed. Yeah. It was like the scene in Hangover when uh, Mr. Chow jumps out of the back of the truck with a tire iron and starts screaming, you want to fuck on me? You want to yeah. fuck on me? Like, this is... <laughs> exactly. Whoa! I'm with you! I'm with you! You gonna fuck on me? Nobody's gonna fuck on you! We're on your side! I hate Godzilla! I hate him too! <laughs> That's so great. Just that one line, not fuck with me, but fuck on me. <laughs> That's so perfect. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. So what did you make of our boy, our former colleague, Christopher J. Cooley, saying on Sheehan's podcast he had no interest in doing anything with the commanders at this point in his life? As I understand it, he only got like a text from the team like a couple of weeks before. Like, and, oh, hey, we're putting you in as part of the best 90. Yeah, and so he you know, he kind of blew that off. And, uh, and then uh, Daryl Grant uh, put out something on Instagram that nobody had contacted him and then got a, a follow-up from that is, you know, they reacted to that and they invited him, but they also said don't wear any Redskins gear. So, you know, everything they do, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just bizarre. It's seemingly like they go out of their way to to, to crap all over themselves. It's just an embarrassment. Yeah, it's uh, it's really bad. Well, you know, and he carried all that water for them when they were trying to save the name the first go round by appearing on Indian reservations for the failed original Americans campaign. Remember that whole deal? Oh, well, he had, yeah, Cooley was on board with that, and he had Gary Clark. And Mark Mosley is the only one I've seen because he went on those tours too. And he was the only one to get pissed, it seemed, when they did change the name. Like, hey, you know, look, I've been, I've been you know, campaigning for this for two years, and you just did this? You right. You're, you're right. You left me hanging there. It's like, what yeah. the hell? But, it, you know, any one of these ex-Redskins who are now doing whatever with the commanders, I always wonder – how much are they getting paid? Because certainly they're not doing this just because they want to be remembered. Like, hey, everybody, remember me? Well, I think there is some of there that. There is? I, 
I, I think I think you know because you know it's kind of nice when the fans talk to you and I surround guess. you and 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 I, I you know I loved as you you do too Terry McLaurin and one of the things he said after the game uh, he was talking I think to J.P. Finley and he said you know I I enjoy it when the fans you know support me and so forth because it's not always going to be there you know he has an understanding that at some point this goes away and he's just John Q. Public you know Terry McLaurin and I love that about him right. So elsewhere around the NFL, there are three quarterback disasters unfolding. One is Rodgers. The other one is Brady, who I am rooting for his demise because I haven't talked to you since this, but him comparing playing a football season to a military deployment. Well, he apologized for that. but Don't yes, give a shit. Not, he not can apologize from now to the – it was a window into how he thinks. Mm-hmm. And once I heard that, I go, oh, you really are a fucking douchebag. That that would even come out of your mouth. That you would even think there's anything comparable about that. Holy fuck. Fuck you. I hope your leg breaks and you're done. But I know that's harsh. That's harsh, Andy. I'm not rooting for brain damage. I'm not rooting for any paralysis. But a good broken leg? Oh, I'm here for that. Fuck him. I'm going to relish this is probably his last season, right? The way he's playing? It, it, it appears that way. I mean, and, and, and this is... This is pretty typical. You know, nobody likes to go with something left in the tank. A few have done it. Sure. But you, you got to keep playing until you think you can't play anymore, and this is probably the time. Right. Okay, so there's that. But then there is the Russell Wilson thing. Oh, and he did yeah. not did not play today. Uh, Brett Rippon, irony alert, the son of the great Mark Rippon. No, uh, nephew. Nephew, sorry, thank you. Um, he played, and they, they lost, a, a, I think, a close one, I Got to check. 16-9, I believe. Yeah. So he, he hung in there. But the whole Russell Wilson thing is so fascinating on so many levels. And a shout out to one of the great under-the-radar columnists in the country. The country, Andy, and Jerry Brewer of the I Washington Post. Yeah, he's not. I will say this, and I like him, and I like his writing. But he's a columnist for the Washington Post living in Seattle. So, uh, that, so that's Sally a- is living in New York. Yeah, and she doesn't write. You know, I I like a guy like Barry Verluga, who's you know feet on the ground, Fair showing enough. up in events. You know, but anyway, he is a but, good writer, and he wrote a very good column about Russell Wilson. Yes, absolutely. Jerry Jerry not only writes beautifully, but he thinks beautifully, and so he thinks of things in a way that makes me go, "God damn, that is a great point." Here's what he wrote about Russell Wilson. Wilson has spent more than a decade in the NFL winning, thrilling, and turning his underdog story into an iconic tale. With a Houdini act that may take him to the Hall of Fame, he redefined the modern-day possibilities for quarterbacks under six feet tall. He attained celebrity in a largely faceless game. Yet for all his good traits and good deeds, his ascension came with a perception of inauthenticity that fuels those who mock him now. It's not that they are rooting for him to fail— they are sneering at the awkwardness of a man who has abandoned self-awareness. Absolutely. And, and, and you know what this goes back to? That is to brilliant. Me, it goes back to this, that, that he, remember the, the Brady Super Bowl that he won with Tampa, and there were shots of Russell Wilson sitting in like a private box, like pissed off, thinking to himself, that should be me. And he attempted to, and while it's been effective in the NBA, though not for everybody, because Kevin Durant tried this in the offseason, it did work. But if you make a big enough stink, you can get yourself traded to a really good team. And he tried that, and he thought, you know, well, I'm, I'm just like Tom Brady. And it didn't work. And so he went back and played another year in Seattle, 
and he wasn't very good, and they were happy to get rid of him. And guess what? They're playing better with Geno Smith right now. I know. They won They won in L.A. today. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive there. But the whole column from Brewer was basically, look, forget how he's playing on the field for a second. How does he map a return to being a normal human being and somebody who can fit into a locker room when he has clearly bought into all of the bullshit about the Russell Wilson mystique. And that's the most fascinating part of this story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, again, he, he thought he was braiding it. And at age, you know, 33, he's talking about uh, playing at 45. Okay. Stop. Hold win, on. Win some more Super Bowls. Hold on. You say he thought he was Brady. I think it's different than that because even Brady, as douchebaggy and narcissistic as he is, wasn't as corny ever as Russell Wilson. Wasn't as addicted to the celebrity, even though he was married to a supermodel, soon to be divorced. Uh, You know, Russell Wilson leaned into the whole Ciara thing. Like, really loved the red carpetization of his brand. Was more brand aware. I mean, why did he agree to all these stupid subway commercials when he's already making $40 a year? Did he not think recording, hey, it's a spicy Russell Wilson sandwich, that that could come back to haunt him if he plays like shit? No, you know, I guess. Or it's just more money. I'll I'll take more money. (laughs) <laughs> no, but I also I, I think you never lose, and Brady to a degree didn't lose that either. You never lose that. Oh, third round pick, too short to play quarterback in the NFL, and the chip on his shoulder is still there. So okay, you know, hey. But what know. what my point is? What do these mega athletes ever say no to? Uh, got me. I mean, uh, you know, how much I, I, could I, that that campaign have been for from Subway? A million dollars. I don't know what it is, but it's a one day of shooting and it's, it's, you know, it's more fame than, than he, you know, has. And I, I just think, I just think it, 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 when you're, when you're used to coming up and being a scrapper, it's hard to say no to those things. You know, it's hard to say, no, I'm, I'm too big. Okay, but you're now that. making 40 million. You're going to a new team. You know, it might be rocky at first. You've got a first year head coach who, who knows how good he's going to be. And he sucks, by the way. Don't you think you'd be like, you know what, Subway, I'm not doing these spots this year. Or you can put my face on in-store signage for five hundred grand, but I'm not recording commercials, and especially not ones this fucking stupid. <laughs> like, that's my whole thing. My, my, uh, I'm fascinated with what do they say no to exactly. Well, and also it's, it's how they're courted. They like people who want them. You know, I you want to be wanted. I guess. Um, I don't have time today, but maybe next time you can tell me about what's going on with the Montgomery County Planning Board. Yeah, I don't know all the details of that, but they all resigned, so it doesn't sound good. Massive scandal in your home county, the People's Republic of Montgomery County. Nice, clean streets, high taxes, liberal values, but the whole board was embroiled in scandal, kickbacks, all kinds of nefarious shit, and they all quit. Yep. Well, yeah, not good, is it? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then uh, maybe next week I'll ask you about my Ursay theory regarding Danny and the fact that Ursay was the guy to step up and say something. Oh, yeah. He's the, you know, he was, his father was once the biggest villain in Baltimore. He has suddenly emerged as the biggest hero in Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Was it you or someone else that said you get an Ursay number one commander's jersey if he's the one that helps push? If he's the one that helps break uh, push Danny out, you'll get a number one Ursay jersey 
with commanders on it. Was that you? All right. I lost Andy. That'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening. Andy, I love you, buddy. Sorry for the phone being what it is. And uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in today and downloading. More to come tomorrow as the ZabeCast week begins with a Cracker Jack opening salvo. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. And the world's all right with me. Just one look at you. Make March Madness a moneymaker with my bookie. Getting started is easy. Visit my bookie online and use promo code ZABE to receive a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Grab your extra funds now and for a limited time, claim a free entry into the $150,000 My Bookie Madness Bracket Contest for a chance at the big money. If you're the type of guy who likes to fill out multiple brackets to get an advantage, you can do that too. The price of entry is less than an Uber, all for a shot at life-changing amounts of moolah. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and simple to win and simple to get paid, like MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.